All right, good morning, everyone. All right. Uh, it's truly a blessing uh, to be here today. Uh, my wife and I, uh, we, we really appreciate the invitation. Um, we have definitely felt welcome um, and felt part of the family already. Um, got to meet a lot uh, of good people um, in the 9 o'clock service, and we are, once again, gracious to be a part of this uh, worship with you. I'm definitely here to give God all the glory. Um, I know many of you have read my bio. I'm Chaplain uh, Travis Davis. I serve right up the way. Um, I'm a neighbor of you all. I'm at Marine Barracks, Washington. I've been here a year. I've been here a year, um, but it seems like I've been here longer. Um, as we go back in the message, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you more about that. Um, but definitely, uh, we love this area. And once again, uh, thank you uh, for having us um, here with you today. Um, but First, I'd like to share a little story with you. Um, as, as I was studying for this, this message, um, preparing to come um, and worship with you, um, I thought about my first day. Uh, it was October 26 um, of last year. Um, in the midst of the pandemic, um, we had moved cross country, um, traveling from California to here, um, and we're on our way um, to my first day in Marine Barracks, Washington. Um, we had been visitors here um, in DC many times. Um, but it's different when I know many of you know when you become a resident here. Um, so it was not quite, uh, the sun had not arisen over the horizon and we were coming across the bridge from Alexandria, um, traveling into uh, the heart of DC. Um, and I can remember being in awe of what I saw, of what I saw. Um, a lot of bright lights around the Lincoln Memorial, also uh, the Washington Monument, um, even the Jefferson Memorial. And we saw it reflected off of the uh, Potomac, which you can imagine, uh, many of you have seen it. It was just a beautiful view. And it, I remember looking over at my wife and we were both speechless. Um, and we were praising God for one, just to be, to be able to see something beautiful um, before, because you don't know what the day holds. Um, don't know who you're gonna meet, uh, what kind of obstacles may be in your way, um, good things, bad things, but in that moment, uh, we praise God uh, for where he's brought us and where he was taking us. So thinking of that brings us back to the Gospel of Mark in chapter 13. Um, we're privy to be a part of a conversation between Jesus and his disciples. Um, and like the disciples, my wife and I that morning, we were in awe of what we saw. So let's go back years ago to Jerusalem the huge temple that was created by Herod the Great. Sometimes we can lose the sight of the magnificence of this structure. Um, and I'm sure many of you have seen pictures of it. If you haven't, I would urge you to look it up um, and see how massive this structure was. If you've been to Jerusalem, all that's left of it now is the, the Welling Wall, just that main structure. But if you go back in time and see how great and magnificent this site was, it would truly leave you speechless. But in the midst of this, the disciples, their wonder of what they've just seen, these max, this massive structure, Jesus burst that bubble. He burst that bubble and he says, no stone will be left from this gigantic structure, which represents, at that time, God's presence with the people. We have the privilege and the peace knowing that God is with us now. But in this time, it was a visible sign this huge structure, the temple in the midst of Jerusalem that said that God 
was in the midst of his people. So just imagine Jesus telling you this. You're, you're, you're in the audience with the disciples, and he tells you that this structure will be no more. Like when my wife and I were coming into Marine Barracks, Eighth and I, we saw these structures. At one point, these structures weren't here. Now, over time, we've become accustomed of the, the sights of what we see. And us being in the Capitol Hill region, right up the way, we see the top of the Capitol Hill. We see it. And we can take that for granted. But Jesus makes a statement that these things that we see and experience are one day going to be no more. So what do we do with that? Imagine hearing a declaration like this. The disciples respond as many of us probably would. Show us a sign. Tell us when to be ready. What can we do to be saved from this, to keep us from going through? Think about it. If we had a choice, none of us would choose to go through anything that's tough, um, suffer at all. We'd want to go through this life without any kind of uh, pain. But they say, show us a sign, Jesus. We want to know when the destruction will take place. But Jesus doesn't give them the answer that they, or even we, would expect. But in fact, he warns of deceivers, wars and rumors of wars. He talks about natural disasters and even famines. And even with these occurrences, guess what? They don't justify the end. They're just the beginning of birth pains. Now, as a man, I, I know nothing about um, giving birth to a child. But I am aware through study that birth pains signify that a birth is going to take place. They, they come along with it. So picture that with suffering, the things that we go through. What is being given birth to? I want you to hold that in your mind as, as we continue. But I can imagine the look on the faces of the disciples. I'm sure some were anxious. Some were probably frustrated because they wanted to the answer. They wanted to the plan. Possibly some were panicking, some were confused. How in the world could this huge structure be gone? What kind of force could take this thing away? Because it not only signified that being away, but it signified God no longer being with them. So just picture that, God no longer being with us. This past year and a half has been difficult in our own land. As I said, my wife and I, we, we had a permanent change of duty station in the midst of a pandemic. And before that, we had experienced it with our previous community um, that we served with the CBs, quite the adjustment period, trying to adjust to something new that we had never experienced before. And myself being a chaplain, I was not only to serve the sailors at the time, but also to make sure me and my wife <laughs> We're good to go in the midst of that. So not only do you have the both and. As a chaplain, I serve, but we also go through the similar things as the people we serve. The stress, the fear at times, not knowing what COVID was, the division that we saw, the pain and the strife, the injustice that we saw. What do you do with that? So go back to Jesus and the disciples. How would you have taken what you had just heard? Because as we go through things, I want you to think about this. We've witnessed social people. 
division, natural disasters. We've witnessed threats of terror, wars and rumors of wars. Not only those on the external, across the globe, but wars within, droughts, famines. We've seen tornadoes take place in the most unlikely of places, a pandemic that continues to endure. Predictions of the end, deception, and hopelessness and despair that have kept us anxious and on edge. But we are consoled by what Jesus says in verse 7. He says something that kind of stops you and causes you to pause. He says, do not be alarmed. These instances do not justify the end. Now, when I say do not be alarmed, what is the first thing that many of us do? Some of us become alarmed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. But Jesus tells us that for a reason. They don't justify the end. Because with social media, we are enveloped with things day in and day out. We're bum rushed. We have to take a break. Because if we don't, it will send us over the deep end of what we see and experience. How can we go on with all this going on? But our Savior Jesus tells us to not be alarmed. They don't justify the end. Suffering will take place in this life, but Jesus notes a source of joy and hope that will be, not be conditioned by circumstances that take, around, take place around us. But it's this inner peace that carries us from day to day. A birth is taking place. The birth planes are producing a birth of a new kingdom, a new life, and a hope built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. But we go back to my first day, my first day at Marine Barracks, Washington. One year ago, and my wife and I arrived, and as a chaplain, I'm called to serve 1,200 Marines and sailors. 1,200, one of one. <laughs> it's me and God, day in and day out. And I've learned, a chaplain gave me this advice before I came back in uh, to the military, because before this, I served eight years with the Marine Corps, enlisted um, as an infantry Marine. I served at Camp Pendleton, I knew the ebbs and flows, um, the stress, um, we lost Marines. Um, and trying to wonder how you're going to prepare each day for when war calls. It was always over the horizon, something that I carried with me. But now, fast forward, now I serve in the Navy as a chaplain. And I come back right up the road to Marine Barracks, Washington. A unique place that's really always on display. Uh, any Marine that you see on TV, more than likely, they're from right up the way. Um, you see that. But imagine. That is your first duty station. You're 18, 19 years old, and you're called to be the spotlight on you day in and day out. Um, that's part of the community who I serve. Um, and we have some who come in um, who have been, been in the service a little longer, but for the most part, we have a lot of kids um, who have come. That's their first um, point of adjusting. And as you can imagine, a lot of stress comes along with that. So I told you earlier about the war within, the war within that as a chaplain that I see often, despair, hopelessness, um, 
people wanting to take their life, and some actually taking their life. Um, I've had to memorialize three Marines since my year there. Um, and at times, it takes a toll. It takes a toll. Um, and those words of Jesus, do not be alarmed. Do not be confused by what you see. Unfortunately, throughout history, as we've seen in this context, we've seen these. We've seen these. Now, does that mean that I do not get angry? No. I get angry. I get angry. I'm confused. I get frustrated of why this happens. And yet I'm reminded by the, words, the, the Lord's words, do not be afraid. I care for all the unique personalities that come to the barracks community. And it's a rewarding thing at times, and sometimes it's challenging. But we all come from different walks of life. And having served as a Marine, I'm able to connect in a way that not many have the privilege to do. And through that, I've experienced God's grace forging those relationships. My wife and I have formed communities in the most unlikely of places that if you would have asked us years ago, never would have saw ourselves even here. Um, but God has different plans. I understand the stressors, the obstacles, the rewards, and the pride that come with earning the title of Marine. And it's God that continues to lift us up and carry us through. I say that because I've drawn closer to Christ in the midst of the birth pains of history. Not understanding it all. I don't understand why we're divided on so many issues. I don't understand why suffering continues to endure. I don't claim to have all the answers. But I do claim to know that Christ is here. Christ has been with me every step of the way. And I'm reminded each day of the reason and source for my hope that's referenced in Psalm 16 and 11. You have made known to me the path of life. You will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. And I've also learned to rejoice in the blessings of God, even in the mundane. I'll give you an example when I'm going from place to place. Because Marine Barracks isn't just one spot. We're spread out. So as I'm going from place to place, my wife will tell you, I'll stop and take pictures of a, a flower. Because in that mundane moment, I'm reminded that God is present. That beauty, that beauty in the most stressful of moments, that's something that gives me peace. And I'm assured that the Holy Spirit, that trouble will not last always. And my God is faithful, as declared in Hebrews 10 and 23. It says, let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. If you know anything about the Marine Corps, the motto is Semper Fidelis. Now, as a Marine, I didn't really take that to heart. But now, years later, as a chaplain, it reminds me that God is faithful. And it's God that gives me the strength and courage to be faithful to others. Now, as missionaries, which I consider my wife and I to be, we're reminded that Jesus, our shepherd, he leads and guides us even when the valley appears dark and the path seems barely visible. I'm sure many of us have been there, and we might even be there now. But in serving a force in readiness, we have trusted our Lord in the good times and the turbulent times to equip us for each day and establish community in the most unlikely places. And as I close, 
an image comes to mind. On some days when I'm traveling home, going across the bridge, going back into Alexandria, uh, like today, it's a cloudy day. But on certain days, through, that, through those clouds, I can see the light piercing through. And it's shining down and it's creating pillars of light over the Potomac. And it's something that leaves me speechless once again. And it reminds me that, you know what, even though at times it seems like the path I'm on, I'll speak for myself, is not clear, I'm reminded that God is here. I say that because in those moments, what Jesus did talk about happened. That temple was no more. But you know what, that didn't stop the Lord from being with us. The Lord is still here. The Lord is able. And he'll continue to do exceedingly above all that we can ask or think. So I leave you today with a poem that I wrote entitled Shards. And it, and it reads, what was once considered broken, anxiety and frustration often unspoken, lives appearing shattered in appearance, wishing for the initiation of a clearance, shards scattered along the path, assumption being God's wrath, guessing when the end will be, false narratives proclaiming to see, the reality of the matter, suffering will scatter, as you make all things new, hope resting on our souls like a gentle dew, seeking peace everlasting, communing and fasting. Trouble won't last always, observing the diverse pathways. Merge into one, bolstered by the sun, a life once considered beyond repair, forever lifted from the depths of despair. The fog of anxiousness will dissipate. Your return, I eagerly anticipate. To my fellow travelers on this journey we call life, I encourage you to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Don't lose the faith. Keep fast to the hope that he's placed within us. We know that he's coming back. Despite what we see around us, despite when it seems like we can't go on, it's the Lord who is there. He gives us the strength to carry on. Um, and I encourage you with that because that's something that I get to experience each and every day. When I can't see the end, when the road seems cloudy or super dark and I can't even see the next, I can't even see where I'm putting my next step. The Lord always shows me that he's faithful. God bless you all. Uh, thank you for allowing me to speak and bless each and every one of your families. Amen.